It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blue's Disney On Demand. And this week for show number 171, for the week of March 30th, 2017, we're going back into the 70s, into the 80s, and all kinds of fun, as we're going to have a heart-to-heart talk with the one and only Stephanie Powers. Yes, Stephanie Powers, who you may know from the television classic series Heart to Heart. She was also part of Herbie Rides Again, the great sequel in the Herbie franchise. She was also part of the 1970s off-the-wall Disney hit The Boatniks. And Stephanie's going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things. What it's like working with the Walt Disney Company, being part of this franchise with Herbie, watching Disney with her family, Heart to Heart, Wildlife, and so much more. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team. Yes, you have the questions, and Aaron always has the answers, and I want to know. We also have the short leash. Yes, he is strapping you up and taking you on that walk, as Dominic is going to give you more tips and tricks to make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation. We also have Jason, who's going deep into the vault. With another Blu-ray and DVD you have to add to your collection. And let's not forget Cody, who's taking a stroll down this week's Hollywood Walk. With more about our very special guest, the one and only Stephanie Powers. There is tons of news hot off the D-Wire. From Disney Springs, the Disney Channel, the Magic Kingdom, the Walt Disney World Resort, Disneyland, and so much more. So before we jump into this week's show and kick things off here, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is proudly sponsored by Castle and Dreams Travel. And Castle and Dreams Travel is 100% free booking agency. They're going to help you plan, book, and prepare, make the most magical vacation for your Walt Disney World trip. They're going to treat you like family, open up those arms, give you a big hug, and walk you through the process. And they have bilingual agents who are going to help you with that language barrier to make the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation. So definitely check them out. They're knowledgeable, they're experts, they're award-winning, Castle and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, it's time to jump into that famous Volkswagen, take a stroll with Herbie, have a great heart-to-heart, and so much more as we officially kick off show number 171 for the week of March 30th, 2017. This is my boss, Jonathan Hahn, a self-made millionaire. Quite a guy. This is Mrs. H. She's gorgeous. She's one lady who knows how to take care of herself. By the way, my name is Max. I take care of both of them, which ain't easy. Because when they met, it was mad.
to a bird. Their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that. Hi, I'm Robert Osborne. Thanks for joining us tonight as we continue to rev things up with films about that venerable vehicle known as Herbie, the little Volkswagen with the warm, warm heart. Well, we just showed the original Herbie film, The Love Bug, which came out of the Disney Studios in 1969. That became Disney's biggest moneymaker of that year. So there was, of course, a sequel. Three, as a matter of fact. But what is surprising is that the first sequel didn't hit theaters until 1974, five full years after that initial box office bonanza. The title of the sequel is Herbie Rides Again, and we have it coming up next. And it comes with the same director attached, who also directed the original, Robert Stevenson, but the cast is completely different than the one in the first movie, except for Herbie, of course. In the first film, Herbie lived with race car driver Jim Douglas and his buddy Tennessee Steinmetz, played by Dean Jones and Buddy Hackett. Well, this time around, Jim and Tennessee are out of the country, and Herbie has been left in the care of Tennessee's elderly aunt, played by no less than the woman fondly known as the First Lady of the American Theater, Helen Hayes. Now, originally, the lead was going to be Walter Brennan, playing Grandpa Steinmetz, but Brennan died just before filming began. So the story was tweaked a bit, and Grandpa Steinmetz became Auntie Steinmetz, with Helen Hayes successfully wooed to play the part. In the story, Dear Auntie starts being threatened by an evil land developer who wants to build a shopping mall right over the historic firehouse where she lives. Well, Herbie's grease pan starts boiling and his motor whirling when a loved one is being threatened, so very soon it's Herbie to the rescue. Here with the cast, it also includes Ken Berry, Stephanie Powers, and Keenan Wynn. Terrific people. From 1974, Herbie Rides Again. <laughs> remember me from Herbie Rides Again and the Boatniks, lovely Disney movies. You are listening to Disney On Demand. Hope you're having a good time. It's Disney Blues. Disney On Demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. 
All right, all of you D-heads, I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 171 for the week of March 30th, 2017, as we're going to have a heart-to-heart talk. We're going to take that ride once again with Herbie, and we're going to hang out with some boatniks on the open seas as we have Stephanie Powers stopping in here this week. And like I said, Stephanie's going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things, from heart-to-heart, the boatniks, McLintock, Herbie rides again, and so much more. We also have the D-team here of Aaron, Dominic, Jason, Cody, and Randy. I forgot to say Randy in the intro there. And all kinds of things hot off the D-wire and so much more as we are jumping in feet first to talk with Stephanie Powers here this week. So before I jump into that news hot off the D-wire, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, our lifetime of Disney player, and so much more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky, magical little show. And remember, if you just can't wait, you need the magic instantly in your ears. All you have to do is go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and subscribe right there. Just search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, or Diz Radio and subscribe and get the latest shows as they get released on your iPod, your Android, your iPhone, your tablet, you name it, so you can listen to the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney instantly as soon as they get released every single week. And remember, if you can't remember all of this, All you have to do is go to DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com, and all the links are there as well for you to stay connected. With all of that out of the way, we have lots of fun things on the horizon. Next week, we are celebrating our official seven-year anniversary. How crazy is that? Seven years of Disney On Demand, Diz Radio, so much fun. But let's jump into the news, hot off the D-Wire, and how about your welcome, the music video from Moana, the original motion picture soundtrack, debuted on Vivo this week. Yes, the Oscar-nominated Tony and Emmy and Grammy-winning singer-songwriter-composer Lin-Manuel Miranda and Hollywood Records artist Jordan Fisher are featured in the music video for your welcome in their take of this great song from Moana. Now, shot on location in New York City and London, the video was directed by Declan Whitebloom, who also has done great videos for James Blunt, Taylor Swift, and One Direction. Now, the video debuted on Vivo this week and can be seen on a variety of different places, including on our website as well. Now, the song was written by Lin-Manuel Miranda and performed by Dwayne The Rock Johnson in the film Moana, and Your Welcome showcases a colorful personality of the demigod Maui. Now, the Hollywood Records version, with Jordan Fisher teaming up with Miranda for the end credit version of it, is a great take of it. It's unique, it's fun, it's poppy, and it has this really smooth and suave feel to it. Now, last week, Disney's Moana crossed the $600 million mark at the global box office, and it was nominated for two Oscars and two Golden Globes, including Best Animated Feature and Best Original Song for How Far I'll Go. Now, the in-home release of Moana is currently available for purchase as well. Now, this is a great music video. It's fun. Basically, what it does is it has a split screen. So you see both people participating in this in their locations trying to connect up. Now, Moana's soundtrack has spent 12 weeks in Billboard 200's Top 10, and it's been certified gold by the RIAA. And the soundtrack is currently number 5 on the Billboard 200 chart right now. Now, the Moana videos have exceeded over 500 million views 
worldwide as well. So now you can check it out. Great fun and more. The You're Welcome official music video is up and online. Now, moving aside from talking about movies, let's get into somebody who helps make the magic happen. And yes, there's Imagineers and animators and cast members. But how about the Walt Disney Company Board of Directors extending Robert Iger's contract as chairman and CEO to July 2nd of 2019. Now, the board of directors announced this last week that it extended Robert Iger's contract as chairman and chief executive officer until July 2nd of 2019. Now, in their official press release, they said, given Bob Iger's outstanding leadership, his record of success in changing media landscape, and his clear strategic vision for Disney's future, it is obvious that the company and its shareholders will be best served by his continued leadership as the board conducts the robust process of identifying a new successor. Now, this is a fantastic move because, you know, since Michael Eisner left, Bob Iger has done a fantastic job of taking over those reins and kind of like a newer version of the younger Eisner. Come on, remember how Eisner revitalized the company? That's exactly what Iger is doing as well. Now, as Iger has said, he said, leading this great company is a tremendous privilege, and I am honored to have been asked to continue to serve as CEO through July 2nd of 2019. Even with the incredible success of the company, which it has received, I am confident that Disney's best days are still ahead, and I look forward to continuing to build on proven strategy and growth while working with the board to identify an all-new successor and CEO to ensure a successful transition. Now, this is a great news, like I said, for everybody, but now Bob Iger is going to remain in charge until July 2nd of 2019. Now, let's get into some video games, because come on, video games are always fun, they're big, and they're great, and how about Kingdom Hearts? Now, now you can experience six unforgettable Kingdom Hearts adventures in one HD compilation as of this week. Now, Square Enix and Disney are celebrating 15 years of the magic of Kingdom Hearts adventures with the release of Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 and 2.5 Remix. Now, the all-new HD collection is the first time that six chapters from the beloved series will be available for the PlayStation 4 and the computer entertainment system. Now, in Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 and 2.5 Remix, Fans are going to join Sora, Donald, Goofy, and other familiar Disney characters as they voyage through the Disney worlds to stop the heartless invasion and save the Kingdom Hearts universe from darkness. Now, Keyblade wielders will befriend and enlist beloved Disney and Final Fantasy characters to help overcome all of the darkness. Now, I myself really love the Kingdom Hearts games. They're always fun. They're great. They're just a really good way to immerse yourself into this new fun world and with a hint of Disney characters. Now, some of the games that are going to be included is, I'm not going to say Kingdom Hearts in front of everything. It's a given. It's Kingdom Hearts. But there's going to be the Final Mix, the Chain of Memories, the 358-2 Days, the Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, Birth by Sleep, and Recoded, the HD Remastered Cinematics. Now, as a refresher, a new story-focused trailer was also released this week where fans new and old can follow the adventures of Sora as he battles darkness with all new powers of friendship. Now, the Fight the Darkness trailer is available on YouTube, and you can find it just by searching the new Kingdom Hearts adventures and the compilation. And now you can prepare for the highly anticipated release of Kingdom Hearts 3 by experiencing the all-new collection once again. So this is fun, it's new, it's great, and you can find out more about this as well at KingdomHearts.com and definitely check it out as well. So this is great. If you are playing it, let us know because 
I love Kingdom Hearts. It is always a fun romp. Now, moving aside from saving the universe, but still having to do with hearts, and how about tugging at your heartstrings and falling in love as Disney World stars in fairy tale weddings? Walt Disney World will be showcased in the special Disney's fairy tale weddings debuting this spring. Now, the Bachelor alum Ben Higgins and Lauren Bunchell are hosting the program. Now, they are going to be shown at Cinderella's Castle at the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, and Disney's Wedding Pavilion. Now, publicity for the program said wedding bells ring for Ben and Lauren, but they are not getting married in the special. Fear not, they're not getting married there. Now, the 90-minute wedding special will debut at 8 p.m. on May 7th on Freeform, which is part of the Disney and ABC television group. Now, Ben and Lauren starred in the 20th season of ABC's The Bachelor, which concluded in March of 2016. He proposed to her twice in the season finale, as well as the reunion special that followed. Now, ABC is also owned by Disney, but they are probably holding out for the marriage special for a Bachelor, ABC kind of big, gigantic hoop to do. I personally don't watch The Bachelor, so I can't tell you too much about it. Now, they have starred in the reality series Ben and Lauren, Happily Ever After, which was also on Freeform as well. Now, as they say, where do things stand between them? Well, she celebrated his birthday last week and posted images all over Instagram saying, I'm so thankful for this life together. Although sometimes rocky, you hold my hand and support me through it, always with a smile on your face. Now, Freeform's special salutes Disney Fairy Tale Weddings brand, and it's a way to really push getting these fairy tale weddings, if you can afford it, I guess pretty much uh, in your pocket and really make you want to do it. Now, since we are talking about the Magic Kingdom and Walt Disney World, how about security changes are now taking place at the Walt Disney World Resort? Now, to relieve the bottleneck caused by security and bag checks at the entrance of the Magic Kingdom at the Walt Disney World Resort, many changes have been made this last week. Now, starting this last Monday, guests will go through the metal detectors and have their bags checked at the main transportation and ticket center. Now, this is entirely a different process, which I think should have been done a long time ago. It was always the best place to have this because when you get off the monorail, you just want the magic of the Magic Kingdom. Now, before they board their ferry boats, the monorails, and more, including the three hotels on the monorail loop, the Contemporary, Polynesian, and Grand Floridian, another bag check is going to happen right there on the spot, including visitors arriving at the Magic Kingdom by bus. Now, Disney says they hope that this officially will help that bottleneck and really change things around while wait times continue to increase at this park that everybody loves to go to. Now, moving right along here, let's get into something a little bit different. And how about Tangled Before Ever After arriving on DVD on April 11th? Yes, it's the all-new adventures of Rapunzel and Eugene jump-started on the Disney Channel with the original TV movie Tangled Before Ever After. Now, a fun-packed adventure serving narrative the bridge between the two films. Everybody loved it, and it was, I guess, just really fun to check out and watch as Tangled the series is officially on the Disney Channel now. But now in the movie, everybody's favorite barefoot princess was eager to make up for all those lost years spent in the tower. With the help of her true love, Eugene, pals, Pascal, and of course, Chameleon, Maximus, and others, they all joined in the fun. And now you can officially get this great Disney Channel movie, kickoff and pilot to the series, arriving on DVD on April 11th. Now also arriving to the Disney Channel is an all new series called Puppy Dog Pals, which is coming to the Disney Channel. The Pugtastic new animated series is coming soon to the Disney Channel. Now created by comedian Harlan Williams, Puppy Dog Pals follows two fun-loving pug brothers named Bingo and Raleigh. 
Now, Disney says their adventures take them around the world and their neighborhood around the globe while demonstrating positive lessons, as well as friendship, problem-solving, collaboration, creativity, and adventure. Now, reoccurring guest stars will include musician Huey Lewis, Patrick Walburn, as well as Jack McBrayer and Mo Collins. Now, Puppy Dog Palace is going to debut on the Disney Channel at 9.30 a.m. on Friday, April 14th. So get ready for that one to debut as well. And now moving on to that galaxy far, far away, how about the Empire striking first in the Star Wars Rebels season finale? Yes, Star Wars Rebels, one of those shows that I personally love. I love watching it with my boys, and it's a great show. Now, the Zero Hour, the two-part finale, was packed with all kinds of parallel action, as we've come to expect, of course, from the Star Wars franchise and finales. Now, fights simultaneously happening, all kinds of destruction, and more, as the season has officially concluded for Star Wars Rebels. Now, if you haven't caught Star Wars Rebels, definitely watch it from the beginning because the story continues to build every season. A lot of big things happening throughout. And of course, come on, Grand Admiral Thrawn is in Star Wars Rebels. Come on, it's Thrawn, right? I mean, how many of you are going to read the new book? I know I am super excited for this. It was a great season finale. Everybody loved it. I'm not going to get too much into it. So if you haven't watched Star Wars Rebels or it's not really your thing, I just want to say, you gotta check out this series sooner than later. And finally, how about Disney having Star Wars plans into the 2030s? It's hard to believe that there was a time when fans thought that they wouldn't see any more Star Wars films ever since Return of the Jedi. And now, there's so much more that is on the horizon. Ever since Disney acquired Lucasfilm in 2012, fans have faith in the franchise, and it was restored with Episode 7, and of course they're going to have 8 and 9. Now they are going to have, of course, the Han Solo film, which is currently filming, and Rogue One proved to be great. Now according to The Hollywood Reporter, Bob Iger at USC's Scale, the Future of Tech and Entertainment Conference, last week Thursday revealed that there's a lot more to happen. He said we started talking about what could happen after Episode 9, and what could be another decade and a half of Star Wars stories, including more trilogies, they're not really saying too much in the announcement. They're not going too far as to what it's going to entail, the kind of stories they're going to tell. They're just saying it's going all the way through to 2030. So, all VD heads, with that said, we have lots of fun things on the horizon as we have more coming from the D team. As you have the questions, he has the answers. Aaron's going to answer all those questions, and I want to know. We have Dominic with another short leash for you. Cody stopping in with the Hollywood Walk. We have Jason with another Blu-ray and DVD to add to your collection with the Vault, and Randy with the latest from Disney Multimedia. All while we gear up for none other than Stephanie Powers. From heart to heart, the Boatniks, Herbie rides again, and so much more. So I am excited to have Stephanie Powers stopping in here very shortly as well. So all VD has before I release strains here and we continue on with the show, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by castle and dreams travel and castle and dreams travel is 100 free agency they're going to help you plan book and prepare your magical vacation at the walt disney world resort they're going to open up their arms treat you like family and guide you through the process to have the most magical vacation that you could possibly have they're 100 free award-winning and they have bilingual agents to help you with that language barrier gap and make the most out of your magical vacation so definitely check them out Castle and Dreams Travel, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So, all of you heads, with that said, it is time to press on with show number 171 for the week of March 30th, 2017, with all kinds of fun, magic, and more. So, let's continue on in the journey for this week's show. Be right back, all of you heads. Welcome to 
you and how do you do? Everybody's waiting here at Pooh Corner, waiting for you and Winnie the Pooh to have a happy oopty-boo time. Gloomy old Eeyore nods his head. He worries away the time. Thanks for noticing me. Owl makes his speeches long and loud without any reason or rhyme. And I remember my Aunt Matilda on my uncle's side. My Uncle Orville, that is, who often said to me... The rabbit is busy pulling weeds. His carrots grow tall and sweet. Kanga is baking pies and cakes The little roo's waiting to eat And Piglet forever cleaning house Is doing his daily sweep What a, what a, what a mess Tigger keeps bouncing up and down Perfecting his tiggerly leap Tiggerific! <laughs> and here comes Winnie the Pooh Winnie the Pooh, tubby little cubby all stuffed with fluff, he's Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, willy-nilly silly all day. Well, well, welcome to welcome. you, I'm Winnie the Pooh, Winnie. everybody's waiting here at Pooh Corner, waiting for you and me, Winnie the Pooh, to have a happy hoopty poo time. Let's have a happy hoopty poo time. Out of the darkness it will come, big as two city blocks, with 700 legs, 5,000 eyes, and it feeds on electricity. When you see it, you'll never forget it. It's the Main Street Electrical Parade, part of the magic of the Walt Disney Company, appearing twice a night, every night, at Disneyland.
and Ready, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. You guys have been busy sending questions, and the virtual mailbag is full. So let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Well, this week's questions definitely has an 80s retro vibe, and I dig it. Our first question is from Alicia Slater of Colorado, and she writes, Diz Radio, I have a question about the old Disney shows from the Disney Channel. I remember a few shows where there were full-size characters in the shows, like a Winnie the Pooh one and Dumbo Circus. Is there anywhere to purchase these classic shows on DVD or even digitally? I really want to show them to my children and relive my childhood as well. Thank you so very much and keep up the good work on the podcast. Well, you're talking about Dumbo Circus and Welcome to Pooh Corner. Dumbo Circus is a live-action puppet television series that aired on the Disney Channel beginning on May 6, 1985 and featured the character of Dumbo from the original film. The series was in production for three and a half seasons and reruns continued to air until February 28, 1997. The cast members are human-sized anthropomorphic animals played by people in puppet suits using technology developed by Ken Forsey, the creator of Teddy Ruxpin. Welcome to Pooh Corner featured the characters from the Winnie the Pooh universe portrayed by actors in human-sized puppet suits, except Roo, who was originally a traditional puppet. The show was first aired on April 18, 1983, the day the Disney Channel was launched. Its time slot for its early run was at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Pacific Time, making it the third program of the Disney Channel's 16 and later 18-hour programming day. Reruns of the show aired on the Disney Channel until at least January of 1997. Six VHS tapes were released in the mid-1980s, with each tape containing four episodes. Two episodes were released on DVD, called Disney Safety Hits Volume 2. However, Dumbo Circus never had any release. But there are some great episodes of both shows on YouTube for you to watch. Our next question is from Margaret Royler of Indiana, and she writes, Diz On Demand, first off, let me say you have a fantastic show. I discovered it in 2014, and ever since then I've never missed a week. My question is about the Magic Kingdom. I kind of remember a play set you could purchase in the late 80s. It's not the castle place that they currently sell. I cannot recall where you could buy it or even get it from. But I had one, and now I want to track it down again to buy. Thoughts on what it is. Thank you for the help, and a fully enjoyable show. It is my favorite Disney podcast to listen to. Well, I believe you're talking about the 1987 Playmates Disney Magic Kingdom playset. The castle had a working elevator, a clock, doors that opened, and the main gate opened. It included a horse-drawn trolley, a locomotive and passenger car, an express car and passenger car, and a double-decker bus. It included the following characters. 
Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Pluto, Donald, and Daisy, and then two little girls and a little boy. You might try to find some on eBay. Good luck shopping. Well, our final question is from Polly W. of New Jersey, and he writes, Aaron in the show, I have a question about the Disney Afternoon. For some reason, I recall there was a live show at Disneyland, but I cannot find a record of it unless it was just the characters walking the park. But I'm certain there was a live Disney Afternoon show. Thoughts? Well, you're right. You're referring to the Disney Afternoon Live. On March 15, 1991, stars from television's four Disney Afternoon animated series began delighting Disneyland Park guests along Afternoon Avenue, a festive theme area in Fantasyland near It's a Small World. During its popular eight-month run, guests could meet stars from DuckTales, Tailspin, Chippendales Rescue Rangers, and Gummy Bears, including Launchpad McQuack, Scrooge McDuck, Gadget, and in his own dressing room, Baloo. There's also some great videos on YouTube to relive some of these great memories. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for your great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. There's only one place you'll find all the Disney classic film characters and toys, like this authentic Disney World Town Square, a miniature street that makes kids feel like they're there. Starter set only $40, only at Sears.
everyone, this is Dominic, and welcome to another edition of Disney's Short Leash. If you're new to the segment, a short leash isn't an embarrassing man-purse attachment. No, the short leash is a series of tips for people to get the most out of their Walt Disney World vacation when they're short on time and short on money. With any luck, you may be able to try some of these suggestions and quite possibly do as much, if not more, than someone vacationing with a greater amount of time or a larger budget. Now, for the last two weeks, we've been talking about a romantic honeymoon getaway. On this week's tip, we talk about the inevitable result of such a vacation and something guaranteed to put an end to any future romantic Disney getaways. Yep, you guessed it. Children! When talking to first-time Disney traveling parents, the first question I always get is, at what age should the kids be for their first trip? That's a great question, but Disney is replete with services that can accommodate even the smallest of children. Seriously, I'm sure they're only one executive board meeting away from creating an induce your wife at the Grand Floridian Resort vacation package. They'll sell souvenir passports and birth certificates with Disney citizenship for the infant. It'll be adorable. I think what the parents really mean is what's the most convenient age to travel with children to Disney. My general rule of thumb is if it needs to be wheeled in a stroller, aka the ankle biter, or if it still requires diapers, leave it at home. And that goes for both ends of the age spectrum, Grandma. Because there is nothing that makes a short leash trip more impossible than the meltdown or an afternoon nap. The former is a 20-foot radius of misery, and the latter is a park-hour-draining, money-wasting time suck. So, know your kids. We lucked out. We have the type of kids that at a very young age were willing and able to go from rope drop to fireworks without getting tired or irritable. If your kids are the sluggish or the meltdown type, do not do a short leash trip. Stay for longer where you can have nap time. Or... Just postpone the trip until they can go for that park assault without the tantrum or that park hour eating midday pass out. Tickets on a short lease ship are more expensive, so don't spend the money being unconscious. So my criteria would be, can the children walk for an extended period? Can they survive a busy day without getting whiny? Do they poop at a place that flushes? If you got those three, you're well on your way for success. Now I've heard this one from parents. We're going to wait until they can remember the trip. And to that I say, nonsense. First off, you will remember the reaction. Check out my Diz Radio profile picture. It's a little girl in a Cinderella dress pointing to the castle. She doesn't remember it, but I sure do. If you wait too long until like they're 10 or so, some of that magic or wonder will start to fade. Magic for a four to seven year old is just that. It's magic. For the eight year old and up, Magic becomes a science experiment to try to guess how the Imagineers built the thing, or how does that cast member stay cool in that suit? That's wondering. We're going for wonder. Totally different. Also, for the price conscious, Disney Bar Mitzvah is 10 years old. So before your fourth grader is considered an adult, you might want to head down. For my money, the best age is four. The magic is still there. They can go for a long time. They're probably tall enough to ride most rides, 44 inches being the butter zone, but you can always child swap or buy big shoes and a top hat. I mean, those numbers aren't there for a reason or anything. It'll be fine. At four, you can see their wonderment, and they will likely hold on to the feeling of being there, if not truly detailed memories. Yeah, too tiny and they can't ride much, and you're just changing a sleeping kid while running over everybody else's feet, and you don't have to pay Disney money for that. Too big and you miss the awe and the wonder that you want to remember, even if they don't. Just be careful with little ones if you think this first trip is going to be a short leash trip. Make sure you're taking a short lease trip on purpose. Watching first-timers realizing just how big the place really is, and after a late start, when 4 o'clock rolls around and the parents start to realize that the lines are long and the time before a total child system failure is imminent, 
they realize that it has become a very expensive stress test. And when I see parents lose it, that's fun for nobody. Knowing your limits, knowing your kids, and booking the vacation type that you can handle when you're ready for it, well, that's short leash, people. I hope you enjoyed the tip. I do have an official Diz Radio email. I'd love to hear from you with a hi, some questions, suggestions, and even your own short leash tips at dominic at disradio.com. That's D-O-M-E-N-I-C at disradio.com. I can also be found on Twitter at, at WDWPlantoons. And that's also where you can find some of our Disney planning cartoons at plantoons.com or search WDW Plantoons on YouTube or iTunes. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. I saw treasure, the tower, enchanting tales with Belle. I screamed so hard, they couldn't hear myself. Shall we? This is just an ordinary little car. Like a million other ordinary, rather unattractive little... I don't think you should have said that. Herbie's very sensitive about his appearance. From Walt Disney Productions, Herbie the Love Bug rides again in his funniest and most exciting adventures. Over the Golden Gate Bridge. Crashing high society. Tracking lively trails of comedy. Mingling with San Francisco's elite. Was that anyone we know? Oh. A friend uh, to most. Get that car! Get her alive! That lovable four-cylinder Disney character with a mind of his own is everywhere. All right, Herbie. But you'll never convince me this is a shortcut to Vern's market. We're gonna tow him out of here. Let's go. But through it all, Herbie has a way of uh, bringing people together. Something, Willoughby. Sometimes you really surprise me. <laughs>
Romance sparks between Ken Berry and Stephanie Powers with Herbie as a matchmaker. Keenan Wynn is the unscrupulous Alonzo Hawk, whose explosive ways threaten Herbie's firehouse home. He's your uncle? Yes, that's why I happen to know what? Uncle Alonzo has a heart. For Helen Hayes as Grandma Steinmetz, Herbie goes out of his way as a companion and protector. Another of your shortcuts, Herbie? Where is she now? She's driving like a madman. Then Herbie comes through with some tricks of his own. Oh, Herbie, behave yourself. You knock my glasses off. And how Herbie the love bug gets into so much trouble is fun to see. Go, go, go! Will you be going out for a while, Mr. Hawk? Three minutes to go, Steinmetz, before I grind this dump to powder. Mr. Hawk! Herbie must have gone for help. Come along as Herbie and friends ride again. Whether by land or by sea. It's fun and surprises all the way. Walt Disney Productions' Herbie the Love Bug rides again. Hi, this is Christopher Knight from The Brady Bunch, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. heads out there at that time again. Time to get ready for this week's Hollywood Walk where we get to know this week's special guest Stephanie Powers just a little bit better before she meets up with Jonathan in just a few short minutes. So let's get right to it, shall we? As most of us big Disney fans would recognize Stephanie Powers from, she was in the Boatniks and as well as Herbie Rides Again, two huge movies for Disney's back in the 1970s. And this week's special guest started her career at the very young age of 15 where she was signed to a movie deal with Columbia Pictures and labeled as one of the brightest up-and-coming stars in America. After a short stint in doing some films, she took a break from Hollywood for almost about five years, and then she returned, she focused her acting talents on television with over 100 guest appearances in a few years. She's done a total of 31 motion pictures throughout her career, and she's been in over 25 miniseries and over 200 episodic guest starring appearances in total. One of her biggest television roles was in the Heart to Heart series, lasted for many years. She became a member of the Screenwriters Guild of America in the 80s, and she's produced several of the screenplays she has written, one of which is Family Secret. She's devoted a lot of her time to animal preservation 
Preservation and is the founder and president of the William Holden Wildlife Foundation, which was established way back in 1982. Throughout her career, she has had the privilege to appear alongside many other Hollywood stars, such as John Wayne and Maureen O'Hara in one of my all-time favorite movies, McClintock, Lana Turner, Ava Gardner, Cliff Robertson, Roger Moore, Bing Crosby, James Caan, Sammy Davis, and many, many more. As mentioned from us Disney fans, she was part of Herbie Rides Again, where she played Nicole. Great success at the box office. It was the second movie in the Herbie's collection. The first one being, of course, The Love Bug. And there would be two more to follow, and then back in 2005, they made another Herbie fully loaded movie, which starred Michael Keaton and Lindsay Lohan, if you remember that one. And of course, also in 1970, she was in The Boatniks, where she played as Kate, another wonderful Disney classic, which was released on the 1st of July in 1970. This week's special guest, Stephanie Powers, has already done so much in career, and she still has not been slowing down, and she's been staying very, very consistent throughout her entire career, been keeping busy, which is good to see. Some fun facts about this week's special guest is that she is actually fluent in six different languages. She also has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and she was awarded the Peace on Earth Medallion for her years of service to the USO. She was also nominated for five Golden Globes, two Primetime Emmy Awards, and she's actually won a Bravo Auto back in 1984 for Best Female TV Star, and won People's Choice Awards back in 1980 for Favorite Female Performer in a New TV Program, and also won the Walk of Fame back in 1992. Very talented actress, has been throughout her entire career, and like I just had mentioned, she still has got work coming out, so it'll be very exciting to see what she has to tell us when she meets up with Jonathan to see what she has in the future. So with that, I will release the reins on to him, and I wish the rest of you D-heads a fabulous week, and I hope the weather really starts to warm up for us here. At least it's still kind of staying kind of cold and kind of yucky up here, so hopefully we can get some warmer weather coming this way, and I will see you next week, D-heads. Have a great one. Step in time, step in time, come on, mighty step in time. Camera!
action! It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest! Alright, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, many times those are ones that you grew up with, you passed on for generations, whether it's the small screen or the big screen. And with us here this week is somebody that is a legend in Hollywood. You know her from shows like Heart to Heart, movies like Herbie Rides Again, Min Lit Talk, and many others. We have none other than the talented Stephanie Powers here. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Thank you. Thank you. McClintock was a very particularly special one, being able to play John Wayne's daughter. And, of course, I never realized at the time that I would, was uh, what fun it was going to be to uh, co-star with a car. <laughs> well, you know, and these are movies that have gone down in a cinematic history that people have passed on. Now, you know, you are a legend in Hollywood, and since you already talked about John Wayne and jumping into that right away, you know, what was it like being on that kind of set and working with another legend like John Wayne? Uh, well, I wasn't a legend at the time, and I don't think, I don't think of myself as legendary. That's very kind of you, but uh, obviously Hollywood was a very different place in those days, and uh, uh, there was a little bit more longevity uh, and more of a feeling of of a family feeling. Um, so when I, I'm just going to transition rather quickly. When I went to Walt Disney the first time for a movie called uh, uh, The Boatniks. Uh, it was a, uh, it was a very interesting thing to walk down a street that was called Mickey Mouse Lane. And, uh, at the cor- and tell, somebody would say, well, meet me at the corner of Mickey Mouse Lane and Goofy Place. And, uh, so <laughs> I thought, this is really very interesting. And then the more I got into the, the scheme of the, the swing of things at, uh, at Disney, the more I understood and had respect for the management practices of Walt Disney and the, and the standards that he set there, which were absolutely remarkable, he made everybody feel uh, a vital part of of production, he, including the fellow who served the coffee on the set. Uh, one of the extraordinary things that they allowed at, at Disney Studios at the time was everybody no matter what your position was at the studio, this is before videos, uh, you could take home a 16-millimeter copy of anything that Disney ever made for your family to see over the weekend. And that would be all their, <clears throat> excuse me, all their documentary series, all of their animated things, and um, everything except Fantasia. He never made a 16-millimeter print of Fantasia. That was his, Opus Magnum, and that was his, uh, that was the thing he guarded more than anything else, the work that he guarded. And then, and then of course, uh, instant access to Disneyland. So anytime any of the, anybody who was working at Disney wanted to go to Disneyland, you know, you just, they sort of push buttons for you and you, you got to, uh, jump in line and everything else. It was fabulous. 
Well, like you said, it holds that special place, and it was such a practice of Walt to, you know, really, like you said, make everyone make everyone seem like family and something different. And working on these films, like the Boatniks, and of course, Herbie rides again. Herbie is a legend in his own right. Uh, what was it like being part of this franchise and, you know, this car that has gone down in history as well? Because I'm sure that, you know, people probably recognize you continuously for being part of this fun, quirky little car movie. Um, there's a certain generation that really that that associates me more with with Herbie than anything else, uh, and that's that's adorable. Uh, I'm 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 overjoyed to know that there are still Herbie clubs, and there are still people every once in a while who um, I'll meet who wind up sending me a a uh, a model. Uh, you know, they made a whole series of models of Herbie, in miniatures of Herbie collectibles, and uh, it's it's very valuable today. And so, I'm constantly getting sent uh, uh, one of those to sign uh, because, sadly, I'm the only one left from the cast. Um, it's a daunting thing to realize that everybody everybody has passed on from that the cast of that particular movie that I that I was involved with and of course it was it was always the notion of of having being a part of this uh uh overall Herbie family by doing one of the movies how I don't recall how many Herbie movies were done all in all. Overall, including the most recent one in 2005, I believe there was five theatrical films and one made-for-TV movie. Really? So, well, I was one of the five. That's great. That's nice to know. It's always nice to be a part of something that was so well received. Well, and working on these films, too, was it a little bit different, you know, co-starring with, you know, a vehicle and a car? Well, the technique was very interesting, and these were... These were innovations that were technical innovations that were uh, invented by the the Disney uh, the geniuses over at Disney. Uh, considering it was a long time ago that we made that film, uh, this is pre-digital, pre-videotape, pre-everything. I mean, to be to do the special effects was manual, and it was. It was complicated and very precise because, you know, Disney, with uh, when they did um, the Song of the South, was the first time I believe. Now you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Song of the South was the first time that animation and live action was combined. Is that correct? That is, well, that is correct in the theatrical release screen. Um, previous to that, he did some Alice comedies. But for theatrical releases, that was the first motion picture released in theaters that way. But there was nothing on the scale of Song of the South. Song of the South was the first big, gigantic, huge production theatrical release merging the two. But in the entire industry, it was the very correct. first. So the innovations that, that were always associated with... Uh, with uh, Disney um, were obviously employed by uh, um, all the Herbie movies because to have that, the ability to um, place us in the right in the right uh, uh, context was a, a manually done operation. Uh, it was shot against not blue screen 
or green screen. It was shot against a a spectrum of yellow. I think it's called Scion, which is one of the primary colors. And that was the background of the uh, of the the sound stage where we we exclusively fit, um those uh sorts of um special effects and that was a, that was reserved at Disney for that particular um purpose so being on that day after day after day you kind of got blurry eyed with that yellow light <laughs> constantly shining and uh the only person who really knew what was going on was the cameraman because he could see how he positioned us vis-a-vis what the background was going to be. And uh, and they were shooting simultaneously with two magazines uh, on, on a 35-millimeter camera. It was very complicated. And we only had, we only had a certain amount of leeway as far as movement we could move forward and backward, but we couldn't move side to side. So you had to be extremely conscious of your head movements and shoulder movements. And so in today's um, uh, quantum leap of technology, that's unheard of. Nobody even considers it. You just carry on doing uh, what comes naturally. But certainly in the previous, prior to all the... Uh, Digitalization and and uh, and uh, the vast changes in uh, the way in which uh, green screen, blue screen has been used. Um, you don't have the same restrictions at all because of computerization and all. But we were doing it uh, the old-fashioned way. Well, you know, and it shows because, you know, having these kind of reactions and these kind of films, I think that's why they maintain their longevity. And you were also part of, like you said, the Boatniks as well and these great films that everybody loves. Now, have you ever gone back and rewatched any of these films in recent years and kind of looked back at these memories? Gosh, I... Uh... I could say I do every once in a while, but I've I've had a very large body of work and continue to have. And time is always difficult to go back and uh, <laughs> and uh, heart to heart is back on television. And uh, people call me and say I'm watching you, and so they put it on. And I I'm usually busy or something. I can't. So one of these days I have to sit down and watch a, a, a bit of this stuff just to just to remember. Uh, what I've done. There's been such a huge volume of work, I'm happy to say, and continues to be. So uh, uh, it's a question of, of uh, having the time to uh, to sit down and look uh, retrospectively at uh, at my life and career. Well, well, definitely. And like you said, you know, Heart to Heart, of course, was always a longstanding show. You know, I always loved it just because my name's Jonathan, so it always connected the two. But, you know, looking back at your entire career like this, too, is there any one, I guess, television show or movie or anything where people seem to recognize you the most from? Well, internationally, because Heart to Heart is still on in in three countries in Europe. Um, and internationally, people tend to recognize me just from that and you know when you've done a television series for as long as consistently and as long as uh, that was running and rerun over and over again because once it's dubbed into a different language there's an investment uh and so the the 
the foreign sales uh, seems to repeat itself over and over again because they've already made the initial investment of uh, revoicing uh, the entire cast. So they're periodically I'm, we're back on the air, and as I said, right now we're in France, Germany, and on all the German-speaking countries, we're we're back on the air. Uh, and it, it's cyclical. It sometimes goes back on in uh, in England, uh, and right now it's on uh, the Hallmark and Cozy TV and uh, and the NBC affiliates. Uh, so we're we've uh, never been too far away from the association with Heart to Heart, in spite of the fact that I uh, since have gone on to do quite a number of uh, a mini series and. Uh, um, a few motion pictures and uh, and a great deal of work in the theater, but that's the one that I'm usually associated with, and uh, it's a joy because it promoted uh, so much fun and so much enjoyment in the audiences. That, in spite of the fact that it's a little bit, of, it's a little while ago, and there has been other work since then that I'm also proud of. Uh, I'm very happy to be associated with something that brought so much pleasure. Well, definitely. And like you said, you continue to work beyond just these kind of films like Herbie, The Boatniks, Heart to Heart, so much more. And you continue to work. Is there anything that's going to be up and coming that we're going to be able to possibly, you know, see you in or what's going to be Well, uh, if you come to New York, yes, I'm going to be doing, uh, um, we've been working in, in 2015, we mounted a new Broadway show, Broadway musical, which was uh, called Gotta Dance. And and we did our out-of-town opening in Chicago, uh, and then they wanted to go back and rework it. So in the scheme of things, Got a Dance has now got a new title. It's called Halftime, and uh, we'll be on Broadway in next year. Uh, in the meantime, I will be doing a play in the West End, a limited run of a play in the West End in London this summer called 84 Charing Cross Road. I have a huge career and commitment to another aspect of my uh, devotion, which is wildlife conservation. So I started three different charities uh, in aid of wildlife, some species survival programs as well, which I'm a part of, the William Holden Wildlife Foundation, which I operate in Kenya. Uh, we've been in existence for since 1982, and uh, we have served uh, at our education pro uh, center uh, over a million people who come to us for education in biodiversity and alternatives in habitat destruction for human beings and animals. And uh, that's ongoing, and um, the needs are great for what we offer. Uh, we have outreach programs as well. And then I'm involved in a with a project to save bears from uh, the bear farms in China where they're being tortured and... and uh, and uh, the government has has vowed to close them down, but uh, they constantly need uh, rescuing from these uh, these farms where they are they are uh, their gallbladder is leached for all of the 
the bile that it produces for Chinese traditional medicine. So we're trying to close those down and rescue the bears as much as possible. Over 400 bears have been rescued, and uh, it's under the the auspices of an organization called Animals Asia, and uh, it's uh, it's crucial work that they're doing, and I'm a small part of it. Um, I'm very very involved in the the plight of the American wild horse uh, and trying as much as possible to keep reminding the people in Washington of the promises they made and don't keep uh, for the protection of these native species, which uh, are such a symbol, such an iconic symbol of the American West and of the American way of life, uh, and yet they're there's not a great deal except for the private uh, 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 citizens who are doing the work to try and rescue and save these animals because the Bureau of Land Management considers them to be vermin and wants them off public lands so that they can rent those lands to farmers to come and graze cattle. Those are the kinds of issues that uh, I deal with on a daily basis and so my my days are very very full and and very rich. Well, you know, and those are the kind of causes where you are speaking up for, you know, creatures and animals that they don't have a voice. So if it isn't for like people like you and those organizations, you know, it's only going to get worse. That's right and uh, I, and for everybody who hears anything about or sees anything about the terrible treatment of animals injustice uh you know, dog-killing festivals in China, there are ways that they can participate in more than just being horrified by the news. And I would urge and, and uh, with all my heart, everyone who listens to this and who feels strongly about the plight of both wild animals and domestic animals uh, to please get involved. Definitely. Well, we like you said, we know you're very busy. And in closing here, from everything that you've been a part of, all the different movies, films, television shows, helping with wildlife and animals and so much more, for all of your fans and fans of Stephanie Powers out there, is there any final words you'd like to leave out there for everybody that's listening in? Oh, dear. Oh, gosh. Uh, we live in troubling times. And uh, I hope that we will all remember uh, uh, that we are united in one country and we should remain uh remain together as much as possible in spite of uh differing opinions on things and hope for the best and work toward a positive future for us and for the planet very good words of wisdom great career never slowing down so much more thank you stephanie once again for stopping in chatting with us a little bit here and of course thanks for all the memories that i'm passing on even to my children now so thanks once again for stopping in thank you thank you jonathan oh jonathan <laughs> thank you <laughs> this sunday a heart-to-heart movie special we're going to do a broadway musical Matt. but murder threatens to stop the show and what are the odds that rope will wind up around his neck and cancel their act permanently. The moment you signed on, you became a target. It's music, mayhem, and murder. I think it's a little over the top. Robert Wagner, Stephanie Powers, and Homicide's Richard Belzer in a heart-to-heart movie special. Sunday at 7 on the BAM Sunday Night Movie Event. Zippity-doo-dah.
Truth. 
their dealings with dressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that. Helen Hayes, who played Andy Steinmetz, is one of only nine people to win an Oscar, a Tony, an Emmy, and a Grammy. Those others being Richard Rogers, John Gielgud, Audrey Hepburn, Marvin Hamlish, Jonathan Tunick, Mel Brooks, Rita Moreno, and Mike Nichols. Helen Hayes first started out on the Broadway stage when she was only nine years old, and soon after she became one of the biggest stars on Broadway. She spent a few years in Hollywood in the 30s, during which time she won an Academy Award for her first sound film, The Sin of Madeleine Claudet. But she didn't feel she and Hollywood were a very good mix, and very soon she was back on Broadway, only returning to the screen sporadically in her middle and later years. But the later years included several movies for Disney. She loved doing them, she said, because it impressed her grandchildren that grandmother worked for Walt Disney. Incidentally, her son James MacArthur was a Disney star in the 60s, most notably appearing in Disney's 1960s version of Swiss Family Robinson. Up next, Herbie reunites with his original co-star Dean Jones in the third film about the venerable Volkswagen. Oh, my siestas are getting shorter and shorter. identification EC82 Hey gang, it's me again Jason. Welcome back down here to the vault where it's always love American style. I am so excited. A 70s icon lives right upstairs in the DoD studios. No, not just Jonathan or myself, but the ever-beautiful Stephanie Powers. Yes, Heart to Heart. For those who aren't familiar with Heart to Heart, think of them as the unstoppable crime-fighting duo like Mickey and Minnie, or Kim and Ron, or to even some extent, Lemure and Cogsworth. But take that as you will. Stephanie has done a lot for the Disney company, and I am so thrilled to bring out a film that I've been wanting to for a while, but just couldn't find the right time. So today, in honor of you, Stephanie, and all your rides with a little love bug, I give to you the 1970s high seas adventure, The Boatnecks. Now remember, we are traveling to the 1970s comedy, so slapstick is king. And some really, really bad jokes are going to live through. Especially at the start of the film, where we meet Coast Guard Lieutenant Jordan, who after one too many jokes, like trying to help a sailor who can't exactly read a compass, is going to take a new job. Yes, up to the north, where the icebergs are affluent, home of seals, Elsa's ice palace, and of course the Titanic. At this point, he will be handing the reins over to Ensign Tom Garland, played by Robert Morris. Just as clumsy as his other fellows, but a completely nice guy nonetheless. He will now have to report to Commodore Taylor, played by Cocoon's very own Donna Michi. Now you may also notice that Tom probably got the job considering Commodore Taylor fought in the war with Tom's father. Of course, Tom tries to get his feet wet, pun intended, on trying to get these recruits together and of course flounders miserably over the high seas. He repeatedly goes crazy in trying to tend various minor issues that are bothering the ever so impatient travelers on the water. It doesn't take long for his eye to set sail with Kate Fairchild, played by the beloved Stephanie Powers. She happens to run the local Bolt rental place. 
and for a small fee, you can also learn sailing on the spot. As love blossoms, or as Blondie would say, the tide is becoming high, three mobsters find that it's time to enter the film. These three cons are going to try to make their way to Mexico while stealing some important jewels. Now, one thing you're going to have to remember in 70s comedy. One, you're going to get a lot of slapstick comedy and a lot of what people would call potty humor. Secondly, there's always going to be a jewel heist or some kind of misdeed done by a group of people. Case in point, Harry Simmons, played by Sergeant Bilko himself, Phil Silvers, will make this high-flying adventure happen by donning a suit and naming himself Commodore. Under him is Charlie and Max, played by everyone's favorite landlord, Mr. Roper, Norman Feld. These three are somehow going to steal a collection of jewels, stuff them into hollowed food, yes, hollowed food, and make their way to Mexico. Surprise, surprise, they decide to go to Kate's to rent a boat and make their way south. Now, as luck would have it, not only will Tom find Kate and Kate discover the trio, but Tom and Kate will soon discover the trio is stealing the jewels, therefore making the remainder of the film a high seas adventure full of ups, downs, and a lot of misgiving. This high-flying adventure not only has some of the greatest names in 70s comedy, but also has Grandpa Munster, Al Lewis, along with Wally Cox. That's right, underdog himself. There are two versions of the film that you can go out and purchase today. There is a DVD version along with a Blu-ray version available only through the Disney Movie Club. Is there any difference? Not really. The only difference is one's in Blu-ray, one's in DVD. So obviously the color and sound will be far superior in the Blu-ray version. The transfer on the DVD is a full screen transfer. So it's going to look a little washed and faded. Think of it as watching your old home movies, except with your favorite aunt being played by Stephanie Powers. Again, thinking of the production value at the time, this was recorded in a two-channel Dolby Mono track. So you're not going to get the high splashes and you're not going to get the full effect if you're putting in your surround sound system. But hey, at least you can hear it, right? It does give a little bit of a dated feel. But as you're watching it, isn't it kind of fun to put yourself into that era and really enjoy what you're watching? It's that time again, guys. My favorite part, the bonus features. Believe it or not, this DVD does contain a few. The first up is what they consider outtakes. I don't know if I would necessarily consider them that, considering they are pretty much the same footage you see in the film, except maybe from a different angle, or parts of the movie they didn't use. So you're only getting the visuals and some looped instrumental music, sort of like a Benny Hill spoof. Next up, the original theatrical trailer. I love seeing these classics having their trailer with them. It's amazing to see how trailers have changed since the advent of film. Completely worth your time to watch. Other than that, that's it. But what more can you ask for with a wonderful film like The Boatniks coming into your living room for a fine afternoon? So I'm going to place this one under B for Boondock, and I will see you again next week for another blue for you to view here in the vault. If you're in the mood and want to talk films, shoot me an email, jason at disradio.com. No question too small, no question too large, because I'm not very large either. So, 
Until then, gang, remember, the magic of Disney movies is always a submarine away and always deep inside of you. They came by land, by air, and by sea. The silliest set of seamen, a sea persons, oh, oh, ever to never get out of the harbor. Balboa's seagoing freeway. Sir, that's where the stolen jewels are. Stephanie Powers. Have you bumped into anybody or still any drinks yet? No. Robert Morse. But the evening's still young. Phil Silvers. Make him think we're sunk. Norman Fell. Aren't we? Looks like a small torpedo. And Don Amici. It's a salami. Whether it's the good guys or the bad guys, everyone is just trying to keep their heads above water. In Walt Disney's The Boatniks, another Disney Channel exclusive. Maybe the movie will be good. There's the old Mark Twain coming around the bend. And like every night, her passengers are having a ball. You know, aboard the Mark Twain, we have a real Dixieland combo. We call them the young men from New Orleans. And they're real old-timers who were down there when jazz first came into being. Monette Moore is the singer with the group. And incidentally, I just saw Satchmo Armstrong down there waiting at the dock. So why don't you kids run along and get aboard and really have yourself a ball? D-Heads, when you aren't enjoying Disney On Demand, head on over to DizRadio.com and listen to our famous Lifetime of Disney Player, where you can while away the hours reliving Disney classics from film, television, and the parks. What are you waiting for? Keep your hands and arms inside at all times and go to DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. And have a magical day. Now on Diz Radio, it's Brandy, giving you the latest news on Disney's multimedia. 
Freddy has you covered, giving you the latest news on what's happening at the Walt Disney Company. Now on thisradio.com. Alright, you D-heads, I'm calling out my virtual reality gamers out there. Yes, if you have the Oculus Rift and Touch devices, I want you to be my guest and try out Lumiere's dress rehearsal. Alright, the makers over at Oculus VR has been teaming up with Disney to bring this wonderful magical experience that you have seen or maybe caught a glimpse on the previews on YouTube about the newest movie, Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Of course, if you have seen the YouTube video or maybe even got a little glimpse of the music behind the scenes, Lumiere's dress rehearsal is kind of giving you a little magical view where you can be in Belle's place as you sit at the table and be the guest of honor as Lumiere presents your dinner. Alright, now Oculus is... Oculus Rift and Touch is available by using this... If you have the Oculus Rift and Touch, go ahead and download Disney Movies VR app. This is where you can experience Lumiere's dress rehearsal. This game enhances of all the movies of the scene Lumiere's presenting your dinner. Using the touch devices on the Oculus, you can grab and collect as many plates, silverware, and maybe a, a gray stuff here and there by collecting all the points toward the end of the game. The higher you collect the points and plates and silverware, the higher your score is. Not only that, you get a chance to look the virtual scene of the enchanted castle in place of Belle's honor. Um, of course, you'll be hearing the familiar musical tune of Be Our Guest. Of course, you'll see all the wonderful enchantment, magical experiences, the the visuals, the plates, just like you would see in the movie. Of course, the singer in this movie will be the, the famous Kendall Crabra, voiced by Edwin McGagger, belts out Be Our Guest in the Disney-style tune. What's your thoughts, D-Heads? Are you into the virtual experience realm? Have you got the Oculus Rift and Touch? Or maybe it's not your cup of tea? Well, this is Randy signing out for Disney's Multimedia. Be sure to keep your eyes, ears, and senses alerted with the latest Disney multimedia around you. Until then, thank you for being my guest. See you next time. There's room for everyone in this world If everyone makes some room Won't you move over and share this world Everyone make some room even a dragon deserves a place a wide open space with no rays no chains he wants to play games dance with you give him a chance to sing his song he only wants to belong there's room for everyone in this world will everyone make some room Spread out while Elliot gets a curl Fly on his back and zoom Rock him and ride him and line up beside him You'll see how quickly you blend A dragon is just one more stranger in search of a friend 
from an ant to a bird to a buffalo bird, let them walk and fly and roam. Step aside, let them live. It's simple to give. Like us, they just need a home. There's room for everyone in this world. Back up and make some room. Let's all move over and share this world. Everyone make some room. Just think how far out the ocean goes. The whirling wind blows shore to shore, door to door. Think of the valleys and mountaintops. The earth never stops. So deep, so high, with miles of sky, we all have part of the pie. Because it goes really fast, and you get to do loop the loop. I love roller coasters. On the front, it got seats. You get to sit down, and you get to go. Then we go up, up. There's a hill, and then we go down, and you turn around, then round and round and down, and you crash through a big, big sign. And took Goofy's legs out. <laughs> Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. See? Wow! It's Disney on Demand. Dibs. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Okay, I'm convinced. And a little disgusted. <laughs> All right, all VG heads. So I am back, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Lots of fun things, great stories, and I want to extend a very special thank you once again to the iconic Stephanie Powers for stopping in, chatting with us. You have left such a legacy in television and film. It is truly memorable and an honor to speak with you. Thank you, Stephanie, once again for stopping in and chatting with all of us here at Disney On Demand. I'd also like to extend a very special thank you once again to the D-Team as well of Aaron, Dominic, Jason, Cody, and Randy all stopping in here with their signature segments. Without the D-Team, you'd have nothing more than listening to me ramble week in and week out every single week here at Disney On Demand. And remember, you can connect up with the D-Team on our official website at DizRadio.com. And finally, the most important, especially as we're reaching our seven-year anniversary here next week here at the show, Thank you, the D-Heads. Without you, there truly would be no show. We wouldn't keep coming back at you every single week with new shows, magic, memories, and so much more if it wasn't for you, the D-Heads. So thank you for tuning in and making this show exactly what it is. 
Now, all of you D-heads, as I mentioned, next week is our seven-year anniversary. Yes, the official seven years of Diz Radio and Disney On Demand. And we have a very special guest stopping in to celebrate with us here at Disney On Demand. But before I give you clues as to who's going to be stopping in here for that anniversary celebration, I do have to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can also friend us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand, Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, magical quirky little show and remember if you want to stay connected instantly you need the magic you need it in your ears it's super easy just go to itunes or stitcher radio and subscribe right there just search disney on demand disney blue or Diz radio and you can subscribe and get the latest shows as they get released right there on your mobile device your android your tablet your ipod you name it and you can listen to it instantly as it gets released right away right there through itunes and stitcher radio and remember if you can't remember all of these links all you have to do is go to DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com, and stay connected with all the links there as well. So, all of you D-Hats, with that said, it is time to get ready for our official seven-year anniversary here at Disney On Demand. And next week, we have a returning guest. We don't do it too often, but we have a returning guest here at the show, and it's somebody who's played a part in many people's lives growing up. From great characters from the Hundred Acre Woods to maybe hanging out in the bayou and also maybe getting a little dangerous. See if you can put it together and figure out who's stopping in next week to help us celebrate. So, all VD heads, with that said, it is time to close out here. And as I always say, you can go from zero to hero just by taking time, slowing down, and never neglect family for business. That is the most important thing that you can do every single week. So, go out there, make the magic, make the memories and make it happen, D-Heads. So until next week, I'll catch you online and have a fantastic weekend. We are the muses, gods of the arts, proclaimers of heroes. Heroes like Hercules. Honey, you mean Hercules. I'd like to make some sweet music. Our story actually begins in ancient Greece, many eons ago. Stop a show. Only met a monster when you're talking in solo. He was a no one. A zero, zero. Now he's a hot shot. He's a hero. He was a kid with, with his head down pat. Zero to hero. No time flat. Zero to hero. Just like that. Any smile that goes when you follow with rose and eyes. This left his face on every face. Check, 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 check
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.